the CA3 team delivered this really, really creative piece of content that kind of just sold the story of why, why should you work for DHL? If your brand is finding it hard to stand out on the market and earn attention, then this episode is just the ticket. We've got three great examples for you today, so keep watching and keep listening. Hi, I'm Chris Lacand Harwood, host of the Employer Content Marketing Pod, and welcome to the first episode of 2023. I'm absolutely delighted to have Josh Tunbridge with me today, and he joins me for episode 70, the Big 7-0. As marketeers, we love to see what's going on and seeing which brands are doing a great job in earning the attention of the people they want to engage with. And this episode is all about sharing some of those examples with you. But before we get on with the chat, just like to say a big shout out to Casual, who are a video specialist sponsor for the podcast. Casual are video production specialists who have produced thousands of videos over the years for both employer and consumer brands. So it's great to have them on board as sponsors for the next couple of months. Let's get on with the chat. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Employer Content Marketing Pod. Delighted to have Joshua Tunbridge with me today from Crunch. How are you doing, Josh? Yeah, good. Thanks, Chris. Good to be back. Yeah, good stuff. So episode, I think it was 51, so it feels like a long, <laughs> long time ago. A lot of lot of um lot of chats have been recorded but there. But your the episode that we had around content marketing and media and the relationship between the two was went down really well so i'll make sure we'll drop a link into the episode description for this one for sure um thought basically you know we kind of as as we get to the end of one year and the beginning of beginning of the next year it's often an element of retrospectiveness on things isn't there and desperate not to do a a a predictions thing josh you know it's that that's like done to the done to death isn't it but i think for me it's like i thought it'd be good to get you on because to, I want to hear about people's kind of thoughts on what they've seen out in the market. Could be in the employer, you know, marketing employer branding space, but it could be in the consumer space or anywhere else. I think it's really important for us to, you know, share the work that we see. And I think we're quite privileged, although it can be tiring sometimes to see, to be tuned into all the work that's out there, um, or a lot of the work that's out there. So, um, yeah, before we do that, though, Let's have a bit of a reminder to any listeners who, God forbid, have not listened to episode 51. Um, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, so I'm Josh. Uh, I've worked in predominantly digital marketing for probably the last kind of up to nine years now. Um, so I started off at kind of in-house um, e-commerce side. So very, very different to kind of, I guess, the recruitment and kind of employer branding side of things. And moved a moved to kind of agency sides back in 2019 into crunch and because we specialize across kind of education recruitment work across a couple of commercial and charitable sectors as well um i could i tend to oversee the larger media strategies and could commercially making sure we're delivering like the right strategies and the right results for clients as well so you know so been starting to feel like i've been around the block a little bit but kind of really getting stuck into kind of the the especially the recruitment marketing community which is fascinating yeah yeah nice well thanks for thanks for getting involved no you're busy i think we could have Probably got another episode out of the green room chat that we had just now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's always good, to, always good to chat with you. Um, how's it has it been over the, like the last, you know, twelve months? How, how have you found it in the, you know, in the market? And obviously, lots happened. <laughs> you know, so how have you found it? You know, you know, a load of people have kind of dropped out of the recruitment market as a whole, kind of through 
um, through COVID. And then all of a sudden, kind of employers are having to suddenly recruit again and kind of fill this, fill these gaps and fill these vacancies that they have. Mm. But unemployment is at you know this record low and vacancies at a record high. So you kind of you're kind of fight you're fighting a very challenging battle at the moment. And kind of what what we're finding kind of employers are looking to do more and more of it is a lot of employer branding work. Um, to kind of really get under the skin of kind of making sure that they've got a, a really strong proposition mm. um, that they can then put in front of people. And that's really where media kind of like comes into its own a little bit. Because if we think about practically, if you've kind of got this, if you're facing audiences who aren't actively searching, which is what the numbers would show us through kind of the, this disparity between vacancy and unemployment, kind of traditional recruitment strategies just aren't as viable or are much more expensive now. You know, if you think about how can we be effective with our recruitment marketing campaigns and how can we try and drive impact and make sure that our, our budget and our money's our money isn't being wasted. Mm. You know, those traditional routes to hire through traditional job board buying isn't the only route to talent acquisition success. You know, mm. that for an active audience, the you know, the traditional active audience, traditional recruitment audience, absolutely. You know, the job boards are a great place to be in this, you know, it's a great place to make sure you've got this multi-channel approach. But because there's that behavioral change kind of in the talent acquisition space we've got to try and find new and disruptive ways of really engaging with people. And, and that's where media does work with recruitment and recruiting, you know, can really help capture eyeballs. Ultimately you're buying eyeballs, you know, you're buying, you're, you're buying ears and eyes and kind of attention. How can we use, how can we use media to kind of disrupt it? And how can we use media to kind of engage with people? And, you know, that, and I've got, it's only as good as the content that you can then put in front of them. So, yeah, 100%. The employer proposition, the brand proposition is integral and is key to any media success because, you know, it's, you've got to be able to not only tell a story through the creative, but then tell that story through the content placement itself. So the two really, really go hand in hand. So kind of like as a bit of a state of the nation, it's, you know, employer branding is more important than ever. Employer proposition is more important than ever. But then we've got to think about these non-traditional routes. You know, you've got, you know, everyone, people are still looking all the way up to kind of like volume to volume hires, for, whether it's cabin crew or kind of um, HGV drivers, all the way down to kind of niche tech roles still. Mm. So, you know, there there are opportunities in the market and, could, you know, media offers you the, the opportunities to tap into that. So, it's been an interesting year, you know. We're in, we're I, I think we're in a bit of a state of flux at the moment, kind of culturally and economically, and you know, but there there are always solutions. Solutions are problems, and there's always a solution. And I, 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 I'd always like to think the media can offer a good solution, but <laughs> you know, there's 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 ways out of it. But kind of as a whole, you know, it's been exciting. There's you know, we can see kind of I know you don't do trends, but you kind of you're looking at kind of this development of AR and Meta coming down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Really quickly down the path, and I think that's a really, really exciting opportunity for people to tap into. Yeah, there are, you know, I mean, there are definitely challenges there. There's almost this question of who watches the Watchmen, who kind of who pleases the metaverse, that kind of that kind of thing. But but then if you you know the, the the term metaverse is used quite broadly to describe kind of these virtual places. You can create virtual spaces that people can then engage with which is kind of like a plug-in headset rather than like a full oculus yeah yeah which you which you can control and you're kind of seeing 
seeing the likes of IKEA and I think Roblox, the, the kids game, have kind of started creating these virtual experiences, haven't they? So I think there's this really exciting kind of like commercial opportunity or just a brand opportunity in general to create these virtual spaces where people can can engage with them. And in a recruitment perspective, if you'd think of the recruitment world, could you can you create a virtual experience of what 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 a day in the life is like? If you're trying, if you're struggling to recruit for these roles, can you create these virtual pieces of content where someone can, you know, can experience your factory, can experience your workplace? Uh, I think there's so much opportunity there. And then from a commercial perspective, I think you know, you, you'd like to think that we're not going to turn into some wall wally kind of environment, but the. Yeah. Uh, the opportunity to live virtually is just kind of ever growing through the t- through the technology developments and kind of um, what we've seen at the moment. So mm. there's there's loads out there. There's loads out there. You got hundred percent right. I think it's like it's yeah. You know, it, I think over the years, you know, it's I've seen it where you know ultimately you think about a graduate brochure with mm-hmm. you know profiles in there or a listing on a job site of a profile of an individual or or a video of a day in the life is ultimately all about putting you in the shoes, you know, in the seat of that individual who works there. So absolutely what you're talking about is it's a big tick, isn't there? It'll take a bit of time to to get that right. But, you know, it goes back to the point about when we talked about on our previous episode about that importance of of, of, of content. And yeah. so kind of on, on that, it's like, you know, we... I think I sometimes find it well. I'm like super plugged into like, like all the marketing messages I see. <laughs> if I see something on TV or something online, I either go, "Oh, I can't stand that," or "I like that." And my wife is like, "What's going on?" You just, <laughs> but I enjoy it, you know. So, reason for saying that is, I think I think we are in a, in a in a position where we do actually get to see a lot lot of work out there, a lot of marketing out there. So. And what what is it like over the twelve or so you know months? What is it you've seen out there that you think has particularly put a, a smile on your face? It's not. It doesn't have to be just employer. It can be consumer as well. Um, I, 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 I'll I'll start with the employer, and I think I would. I, as I said said to this before. I, I'd definitely get in trouble with with the team if I didn't mention their own work, <laughs> which, yeah. which 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 sounds sounds a bit kind of, kind of blow your own trumpet, but. You know, I you know a huge huge shout out to the CA three team um, and, yeah. and the, no one of the guys. So we we partnered with CA three um, to run a HGV campaign with DHL. So DHL were really really struggling, kind of like coming out of the back of COVID. You know, with HGV drivers is kind of in the news. You know, everywhere. Um, and the CA three team delivered this really really creative piece of content that kind of just sold the story of why why should you work for DHL so so well kind of removed a huge amount of barriers um you know kind of talking about pensions talking about kind of like ease of work and working hours and kind of the excitement of the job and why you should be doing it um so they, they did an incredible job that side um and then we got to marry it up with kind of media buying and you know one thing that i think really helped to stand out was um ca3 pulled together um, one of the HGV drivers singing Bohemian Rhapsody in the front of his lorry. Oh yeah, yeah, brilliant! Which, I love that. Which was just really nice, really creative, and kind of who hasn't sat sat in their car and kind of belted out kind of one song or another, or kind of like a very very Wayne's World kind of s kind of um, sing along. Um, and then we 
we took that onto the different platforms and one that worked really well for us was TikTok, which mm -hmm. sounds maybe, maybe doesn't sound so traditional, but kind of what we found and kind of, I guess, a bit of the tactics and the strategy behind it is that the team found that, you know, you can, you can target on TikTok through hashtags and you can engage through hashtags. And what those hashtags do is kind of show you basically where, how, how large those audience sizes are, how large those digital communities are. And that's what they are. They're digital communities. TikTok is probably less a social platform and more a community platform where people are just sharing content. It's a short form video content. It's a platform, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, and you're getting hit with all these different types of content. You know, mine is predominantly golf and games at the moment, which probably shows I'm looking at. But you can be engaged based on, you know, your interest in Excel and kind of and tips and tricks there. But if you if you chuck a couple of HGV keywords into there, you can start to see these communities form through the hashtags. So the team saw that as a really nice opportunity. You know, we talked, I said at the start that, state of the nation you're kind of ultimately you're trying you need to try and engage with the passive audience right because if the active audience isn't really looking and there's that huge gap in the market between unemployment and vacancy then you've got to find different ways to cut through the noise and cut through the noise is a term that's used in especially in marketing kind of probably in every brief right it's like how do we cut through the noise and i don't think there's i don't think there's any anything more innovative than placing content onto platforms that traditionally maybe haven't been capitalized on with recruitment yeah. or you know they're so new to market it's probably it's something that i see a lot of kind of um clothing apparel kind of you know that that type of that type of work and i'm starting to see a lot more kind of like film trailers and kind of you know that that type of thing but recruitment marketing is kind of like a completely different ball game so you know you're absolutely going to cut through the noise if you can engage with that and then if you can layer on some really kind of you know intricate target you can target people down to the nearest postcode so why can't you target target drivers sat in the queue to Dover? Yeah, you know, you know tell them you know, there's there's a there's a brighter future sitting there and um, kind of sitting with you. So that picks up, I think. Well, one award at Digital Impact, and then four at the RMA. So yeah, I, like I said, if I if I didn't talk about that or give that an acknowledgement, I'm sure CA3 would bite my head off as well as well as the internal crunch team because it's it's been you know it delivered such such great success and kind of. You know, it, it. I think the client, the DHL, asked us to turn the campaign off at one point because it was performing so well, which was a good email to get. So, yeah, yeah huge, huge recognition to Noel and the team and to the, the media team, my side as well. Well, it's you know, it's fair enough, you know, because it's. I mean, I was there at the awards and I, I was a judge at the awards as well. Um, and I actually, I didn't, I, DHL didn't sit in the category that categories I was judging, so I was a bit gutted not to have seen it um but um yeah it won it, it it won a bag of awards you know there and Noel and the you know guys at dhl were super super happy about it so i think it's you know and particularly i think what's great about it is the fact that it's as close to native content as possible you know there's lots of lots of people talk about native and i think it's like it can mean different things you know and i've probably said this before i'm sure i've said this before but you know it's native is stuff that looks like it belongs rather than just content that just sits amongst the truly native content yep. you know so someone singing <laughs> and someone singing with that sense of freedom in you know in in their lorry is that is that is as natural as you can get i think you know that, yeah. that is great. you know it's all you know the night the nice thing is well that it's all data driven 
yeah. you can see you can see the audience sizes on there which then gives the creative guys that that not a the knowledge that the, the platform's the right place but then also the freedom to go okay well how can we create native content that will that will sit there really well and I think that's how kind of like you know data driven media strategies and kind of and the concept the creative concept will work so well together. So you know it's it's really really nice to see and kind of obviously kind of you know, landed really well with kind of with the industry too. So no, it's um it's, it's a really it's a really fun one, real fun one. And um, what else should we go? Should we, should we um pop over to the consumer space now? What have you seen? Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to sound a bit boring, <laughs> with, 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 but this is this was something that really captured my attention and engaged me. Is um, uh, so kind of over the last year or so, WhatsApp have kind of been going through this huge kind of um, privacy overhaul, and kind of uh, then have been trying to find the best way of kind of communicating that. So they've changed the way that people and um, that you're seen to be leaving WhatsApp groups, kind of. Um, uh images that are sent that you know images that are sent once you can no longer send a screenshot over them and kind of, there's all these layers of privacy kind of being laid kind of being built into the platform and into, into the, the meta platform yeah. and what they did kind of as that final space of communication was just totally take over um i think it's piccadilly uh, with the led lights and it's something that's really really interesting to take a look at just because of the way that kind of you know this interactive content and the way that the content you know completely dynamic the way the way that the content works so they had one of the biggest led spaces um available to try and purchase and then created this really nice interactive content piece where the way that the um, led the led lights sit around this building and um, they made it look like the building was almost being scaled back like dissolving and then unraveling itself to then deliver all this type of content so okay. you seeing kind of these um these huge like 3d led locks and cogs and you know it's just a really really great way you know ultimately media is buying eyeballs and trying to capture people's attention mm. and you know the media buy you know you could buy the largest space in london you can buy the largest space across the country across the globe but it's only as good as the content that you've got mm. and so for such a creative for, for, to to have such a creative piece of content which kind of really maximized on kind of like almost this augmented reality feel with this the building scaling back these locks and padlocks and cogs all twisting and turning to then communicate this message was just something that i thought was just really really engaging and just just really really clever in general well i remember seeing seeing lots of stuff around say houston as well you know big not not to that to that to that extent but i remember there's a lot of variety to it and i, mm -hmm. I think in particular, is actually yeah, the advertising I saw in, in Houston was was um, more kind of the practical showing what is possible, mm -hmm. you know, showing that you know that you can practically you can leave groups, you can do this. Whereas the Piccadilly Circus was more about kind of high impact, get, grabbing people's attention, um, which I suppose is understandable given that people are moving around a lot in Piccadilly, whereas as a train station. They're more likely to be waiting for that blooming train to turn up on time, you know. So there's more kind of dwell time there, which means they can spend more time with that content. But it's showing a connected user journey, isn't it? Yes. You're you're blending types of content that are being maximized to do things. You're you're maximizing the opportunity to you know create impact to capture yeah. items, and that's what that hero piece is doing. That hero piece is then you know is is going wow, look at us, look at what we're doing. And but then you've got those. Those other bits and pieces that are kind of driving consideration that are, aren't just trying to capture eyeballs and kind of make you know, make make you look at it, but also make you think and yeah. capture 
hearts and minds and that you know it's a really nice kind of just this kind of hyper local multi-channel approach or kind of you know diverse con content diverse um approach where you've got that hero piece of content and then these kind of thoughtful engagement pieces that kind of sit alongside it that just communicate that story really nicely yeah definitely is a it's the old you know youtube strategy of hero hub and hygiene content isn't it and it's worth anyone who doesn't know about that too to, to to search that and, and read up on it is this yeah some good stuff there definitely yeah uh, so what else have we got what else i mean it's e it's so easy to go into loads of depth here but i want to kind of keep this a bit short what else have you seen out there that's uh particularly let's have a third one what, what have you seen that's well, put a smile on my face i i'm a sucker for the just eat advert uh, i think it's just they yeah. I, I just i just really like the way that they that they've mixed it up and they're kind of they're diversifying the content but in a in quite a natural way where they've they've created this quite impactful brand message that they've got and kind of the slogans and kind of that really cashy kind of theme sheet that they've got alongside it and they they hammered it at home with snoop dogg last year and i think it's mccann that, that delivered this um they hammered at home last year and it kind of it takes over your tvs and kind of like you're humming it and you're thinking it and now they've mixed it up again and brought katie perry into the mix and it's it's quite it's quite simple but it's nice to see that they found a brand message that they believe works but they've also looked to recreate the content a little bit so you're avoiding that brand fatigue that inevitably people will experience through being having so many exposures you know they are driving impact through the way through the content because people are remembering it people are resonating with it you know snoop dog snoop dog is now has now got his own cookbook from from crook to cook you know i'm, I'm sure, i think just eats played a play a little part of that but yeah to then to then mix it up again and to bring in kind of like another kind of icon, iconic musician um to kind of deliver the same message is a really nice way of refreshing that brand's content without having to redo the whole process i think you know they they've got it's almost like they've discovered their placeholders and they just could they change change that picture in the middle like they they've refreshed it and refreshed it through the icon sitting within it so i i, I just really like it i, I was I was watching. I, can't remember, I think I was watching all four the other day, and it pops up. I was, I was, I was, I was cooking in the house. I just thought, what, what a clever way, you know. It's really nice to see that continu continu continuity. You know, they're not, they're not completely reinvented. They haven't completely reinvented the brand again. They haven't completely re reinvented the message again. The message is exactly the same. They're just refreshing the type of content to make sure that people don't get exhausted by it and fatigued by it. Mm -hmm. I thought that's just a really nice way of kind of refreshing, um, refreshing a commercial campaign. Yeah, and it's um, not only is it refreshing, it is is understanding that there's going to be people who who like Snoop less and like someone else more, you know. And yeah. then you're opening up a new audience that may not have seen that or may not have really recognised it and you know resonated with it as as, as much. I, even the thing about you know the spin-off from this being, although probably not directly linked with Just Eat, but the Cook to Crook book means that actually when people see that, they probably think about those Just Eat ads as well, which is yeah. you know hat hat tip to to the content that they created yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely and i think it's just it's just a really nice face to refresh a really nice way to refresh the face and keep the brand message the same i think brands often get dragged into this kind of this reinventing the wheel when you don't have when you don't have to i think what what we see what i see so much of and you know is just is hemorrhaging content and not leveraging content yeah, and, yeah. 
and content is hemorrhaged when you kind of like you you do you do it once and you kind of move on and you forget how strong and powerful it was and you don't really kind of make 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 it worthwhile or kind of really kind of drive that impact home whereas if you can find such a strong brand story you know did somebody just say just eat and that really really great message and something that's so catchy and you know becomes so part part of that identity if you can then just refresh it with a new face and just a new way of kind of really kind of mixing up and it's i think it's perfect and he and it's nice to see the difference as well because kind of snoop dogs snoop dogs ads were very kind of kind of him on the him on the throne kind of like on the beds kind of like very I, I guess almost 90s-esque of, of the way that he positioned positioned his image whereas Katy Perry's is very much playing into kind of like you know she's quite you know you've got the you've got the cakes flying about you know that old you know that old suit that she used to wear with kind of like the whipped cream and the cherries and everything you yeah, know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah it, 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 it's played into the, the the musicians identities as well but in the hands of Justine I, I just think it's a really nice piece of content I think that's a good example of of how I I'll I'd be surprised if this didn't happen with Justy and Katy Perry and Snoop Dogg, where they were given probably a decent amount of creative license over mm -hmm. things, creative control over it, because they understand that they know their own brand. They know the people that love love them. So actually wasn't going, do it this way and directing it heavily. It's basically using mm -hmm. content creators, using influencers in the right way, using them because they understand their audience, using them in a way because they know what they stand for as a brand. Oh. When you do that, you get you get probably super supercharged creative than you would do if you just try to do it within the walls of an advertising agency, just within the walls of an advertising agency. No, definitely. I can't obviously, you know, I haven't got a personal relationship with either Snoop Dogg or Casey Perry, but I I I I'd, I'd like to think on that on on that, on that reflection on that comment that they probably have had some kind of input to it. Yeah. Exactly. They probably know how they want to be positioned within the market as well. Exactly. It looks like so no absolutely. Well, there's um, actually an episode I did with um, recently, actually, with uh, Nick Francis from Casual, kind of formerly known as Casual Films, and we did like a mini series about about future content trends. One of the things we we're talking about was 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 what brands, what employer brands, well, and consumer brands, you know, what employer brands can learn from content creators and YouTubers. Mm -hmm. They're absolutely plugged into their audience. You know, they they're constantly looking at what what sticks with, with with their audience and actually like you know you've got the likes of mr beast who's a multi-billion dollar company in the making there you know and and literally he creates a product and is potentially going to be threatening a global brand like mcdonald's yeah with his mr. beast burgers you know it's it's crazy but there's a there's a lot that there's a lot that um brands can learn from youtubers and even employer brands are you know, oh. That. look at look at is it logan paul and ksi yeah. with, with yeah. prime you know for for love or money my my, my nephews would 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 move go through hell and back to try and get one of those bottles and, and i'm sure they taste just they must taste just like any like average i don't know and, I, I they don't taste very nice but <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. i've not, not tried one but it's incredible how kind of they, those they've created those identities through kind of that short form content and kind of yeah people are just moving seamlessly through, especially through video content it's so so powerful mm. people are moving seamlessly through those video pieces of video content through screen time through to television time and so it's just really important especially from a content perspective for marketers and anyone to be able, be able to maximize that and be able to play to the strengths you know the short form video gets straight into the action 
I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I've seen a couple of the Just Eat adverts, which is just that short form, you know, five, 10 second long um, ads on TikTok, whereas you've got then got the long, the long form. I, I saw a petition for someone to try and get that Just Eat, that Katy Perry song on Spotify. You know, that's the... That's that's the impact that that's having when you can ma marry you know really strong content together. Definitely, definitely. It's um, yeah, if anyone's uh, anyone's interested, that the link I'll put the link to the episode with with Nick um, about that goes into 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 a decent amount of detail. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I think often like people can go well, you know, YouTube is it's not business, is it? You know, it's just isn't it just like fun stuff? Even I think maybe the the phrase of isn't it just like cat videos? You know is uh is still actually relevant i think for maybe a lot of people who you know have control over budgets but i might be being a little bit cynical there but there's definitely a lot of business business um lessons that could be taken from youtubers because they literally are you know they can drop something kylie jenner's the same joe wicks in the uk they can drop something and they know that that's right for their audience because they're absolutely plugged into what they need but then also it flies when they yeah. drop it <laughs> so uh, I think Mr. Beast is is quite a good example because he he did um he did his own Squid Games, didn't he? He did, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. He, did, he did his own version of Squid Games. He does these ridiculous, ridiculous giveaways where he's he's handing out like hundreds to thousands of pounds of technology or gifts. Or he didn't he? I think he ran he had one piece of content with Sidemen, I think, where they had to keep their hands on a jet plane at all times. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. that? Yeah. You know, yeah. Some, <laughs> some of the stuff he comes out with is just. Uh, almost insanity from a commercial perspective but you know he's created i'm sure he said i saw him on a jimmy kimmel interview a few a few months ago he, he's talking about how much the value of how much he's given away through his content and it's, you know, it's millions millions of pounds but he he, he he lands so well he's he's found found a way of positioning content in such a great way and kind of engaging audiences that people watch it definitely yeah it's fantastic what he's doing yeah i think what Nick goes into goes and in, talks about this and goes into kind of more detail around it. And I think, um, yeah, if say if anyone wants to get involved in that, there's also an online workshop. So I'll, I'll drop that into in, into into the link here. But um, good stuff. Well, I'm sure we could chat for much longer. Um, but yeah, it's good. Maybe we revisit this later on in the you know in in the year because uh, I, I really want to kind of just shine a bit of a light on the kind of work that you know the marketing that we see out there and. Um, and so that people can learn from it, even if it's not employer you know, focused, it's there's a lot of learnings that can be taken from it. So, so yeah, I think I think the, the themes are all, all run true, and you can you can you can you can mirror a lot of those across industries. So absolutely, absolutely, good stuff. All right, well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much, Chris. It's been a pleasure. Mamma mia, mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil, but here I go again on my own. Going down the only road I've ever known Like a drifter I was born to be wild